One of the best things about being part of a national sports team is that when you play away games, you get to explore the other team's country and history. In the world of rugby, the South African rugby teams are known for their toughness. They are big, strong and very tough men. Even within the under-21 teams, they are usually over six feet tall. Many years ago, when the South African under-21s were set to play Wales under-21s, they embraced the chance to discover more about the history of Wales, but were also keen to learn about the many stories of ghostly sightings throughout the country. What better place to start than the 16th century manor house, Llancaiach Vaur? Set up as it would have looked in 1645, the height of the Civil War here in Britain. As the guide took the team around the house, recounting the history and also the many stories of ghosts that are said to inhabit the house, she took them into the bedroom that was once used by the maid. Before she could tell the team whose bedroom it was, the captain, a man well over six foot tall, who was known as one of the toughest men on the team, suddenly burst into tears. He said he didn't know what was wrong, but he just felt that someone or something in the room was extremely upset. Once he left the room, he felt a lot better, a little embarrassed, but he was no longer upset. The guide explained that a maid who once slept in the room had died in a tragic accident. She burned to death in great pain. It seems that no one is safe from the high emotions and the visitations from the ghosts of Llancaich Vaur. Welcome to the Dark Wales Tours podcast with me, Matthew Rose. Llancaich Vaur is a manor house which sits near the village of Nelson in South Wales. Built between 1548 and 1565, it is considered the most important example of a gentry house from the 16th century. The first lord of the manor was David Ap Richard, whose descendants shaped the outcome of the Civil War here in Wales. When King Charles I succeeded his father, King James VI of Scotland, and of course the first of England, he passionately believed in the divine right of kings, and this led him down a path in direct opposition with his parliament. This eventually spilled over to Fallout War. The king's royalists against the parliamentarians, led by Oliver Cromwell. Even though this started in England, with King Charles raising his standard, his call to arms at Nottingham Castle, the outcome would affect the whole of Britain, as Charles was King of Scotland and Ireland and had been Prince of Wales before becoming King. As the war began to spill into Wales, the gentry began to take sides, quite often splitting families apart. On the outbreak of war, 
the lord of the manor at Llanclair Val was Colonel Edward Pritchard. Pritchard sided with the king and became an important royalist supporter in South Wales. However, his wife's brother, Bessie Mansell of Margam, was a staunch parliamentarian. As the war dragged on and became more brutal, rumours reached the king that Edward Pritchard was planning on changing sides to support Cromwell. This rumour greatly worried Charles and caused him to make a visit to Llanciaichlau on the 5th of August 1645. During this visit he spoke to Pritchard and tried to convince him that his was the cause to support and that he would reward his supporters when he was victorious. Whether or not Pritchard believed the king would lose or whether there were other factors involved, before the end of 1645 he had changed sides and declared his support for Parliament and Oliver Cromwell. As a reward for this, Cromwell made Pritchard governor of Cardiff Castle. It was here that he first displayed his loyalty by defending the castle from a siege by his former royalist allies. This was a major blow for the royalist cause in South Wales, and even though there were some notable defectors from the parliamentarian cause to the royalists, due to a dispute over unpaid wages by Parliament, it was not enough. On the 8th of May, 1648, the two sides met on the grounds of St. Fagan's Castle, the Royalists hoping to defeat their former allies before Cromwell himself turned up with reinforcements. This was not to be the case. The Battle of St. Fagan's was a decisive victory for the Parliamentarians. Edward Pritchard was commended for his loyalty during the battle by leading Parliamentarians. The Battle of St. Fagans marked the end of the Royalist cause here in Wales. Leading commanders were tracked to Pembroke Castle where they were captured and taken to the Tower of London. Edward Pritchard returned to Llancaich Vau, but in 1649 his beloved wife died. Just hours before her death she wrote a letter asking her brother to take her daughters as there was no gentlewoman locally who could attend to their education. Edward Pritchard carried out his wife's wishes and sent his daughters to the care of their uncle, Bassie Mansell of Margam. Edward died in 1655, just five years before the restoration of the monarchy with the return of King Charles II. After the Pritchard family, Llancaichval became a farmhouse with several families occupying it. In 1979, it was purchased by Rumney Valley District Council with the plans to open it as a local history museum. In the 1990s, it was opened to the public as a living history museum with costumed guides walking around and interacting with the visitors in period speech. The house was set up as it was in 1645, the year King Charles I visited. This year was chosen as the museum 
could show both sides of the conflict as Edward Pritchard swapped sides in the same year. The house is furnished with replicas of the furniture that would have been in the house at the time. The originals are housed at St. Fagan's National Museum of History. In 2013, Caerphilly County Borough Council acquired lottery funding to replace the roof and update the facilities to include disabled access. The final part of the restoration was completed in 2015 when the servants' quarters were opened by the then First Minister of Wales, Carwin Jones. Since opening as a museum, there have been many reports of strange things experienced within the rooms of Llancaiach Vaur. Over the years, there have been many paranormal investigations and ghost tours conducted around Llancaiach Vaur. Many of them report the same phenomena. The sounds of footsteps when there's no one around, the sights of shadowy figures roaming the rooms, and the small cradle in one of the bedrooms has been known to start rocking when there is no one near it. Even though some of the people who lived in the house when it was a private farmhouse, before it was turned into a museum, reported seeing fleeting glimpses of figures or hearing the odd strange sound, it seems that once it became a living history museum with the costumed guides walking around, it was then that it became more and more active with more and more people beginning to experience some very strange things. While working at the manor house, it seems that the majority of the staff have experienced something they would describe as paranormal. One evening, the staff were conducting a stock take of the artifacts. There were two members of staff in the kitchen that were getting on with their work, not wanting to stay too late, when suddenly they heard footsteps coming down the stairs. Thinking it was one of their colleagues, they carried on with their work. A few moments passed when they both realised at the same time no one had actually come down the stairs, the bottom of the stairs being in the kitchen. The two workers looked at each other, a bit puzzled. One suggested maybe it was one of their colleagues who decided to go back upstairs. They were about to agree that this must have been the case when suddenly they heard it again. Loud, hard footsteps moving with a purpose down the stairs. Yet, when the sound had reached the bottom of the steps, again, there was no one to be seen. This time, they called up the stairs to ask if there was anyone on the way down, or if anyone was there trying to play a trick on them. There was no response. One of the workers picked up their radio and asked over the radio if there was anyone coming into the kitchen. The reply over the radio was that there was nobody in the room above the kitchen and therefore nowhere near the stairs. It was one of the same workers then who heard the noise who also witnessed something else unexplainable while taking a group around on a ghost tour of the house. The tour had been going very well 
although no one had experienced anything paranormal, but the group were enthusiastic and enjoying the chance to walk through the house at night. The guide had taken them into one of the bedrooms and was telling them about how some people had reported seeing a strange figure floating around the room, when someone in the group suddenly called out, Look at that! The group and the guide turned to see what was going on, and they all witnessed a small cot that was next to the bed, slowly rocking. As they stared at it, it continued to rock, as if someone or something had hold of it and was gently rocking it in a slow rhythm. The next day, the guide, along with a few other workers, tried to recreate the scene to see if there was a logical explanation. They jumped on the floorboards, they walked swiftly past it, they even double-checked to see if the windows had been opened. Nothing they did could make the cradle rock. Whoever or whatever had made the cradle rock, the workers could not recreate it and put it down to one of the spectral inhabitants that seemed to reside in Llancaerchwaul. The spirit that has been experienced most of all is that of a former maid, usually known as Matty. It is not fully known when she was living in the house, but through many different mediums over the years, it has been established that she met an unfortunate end. The most common reason for her death is a tragic accident that led to her being burned alive. Another explanation has been put forward that she may have fallen or even been pushed out of an upstairs window. Another spirit that is known to be picked up by mediums is that of a young boy. The description of his age varies from two to ten. It could be that there are several children running around the house and that is why reports of the age changes. One of the children is known to have fallen down the stairs and died at the bottom. This is also where he has been seen by various members of the public. People describe seeing a small child lying down at the bottom of the stairs. Thinking that he's playing, they don't worry too much about it. But when they get closer, he seems to vanish into the ground. While exploring the upstairs, many people Workers and visitors alike have reported seeing the figure of a man in a black cloak sat at one of the windows, staring intently out. The visitors naturally think he is just another costumed worker, but he seems to fade away as people get closer to him. But why is it that there are more and more sightings of these figures? There is a theory that has been suggested by the staff members themselves. It could be that since the guides are dressed in period costumes, the spirits that inhabit the house feel comfortable in showing themselves as they recognize the clothes and so it doesn't seem so strange to them. There is of course a theory of ghosts that says the spirit can come back to places that hold happy memories a place that has been important to them in life. 
If the ghosts of Llancaeach Vaur are not permanently there and are only revisiting the house, then this could explain why they are more active now. As the staff have theorised, they are returning to the house as they feel more comfortable, with people dressed in period clothes than they do around people wearing jeans and t-shirts, for example. This might appear strange and alien to them. This could explain why the majority of the ghosts witnessed in Llancaeach Vaur seem to date from the Civil War. The costume guides not only dress in period clothes and speak in old-fashioned ways, but they also play ignorance at any events that occurred after 1645. This may have made the house feel more like home to the spirits that lived during these times and has encouraged them to return more often. There has been another spirit reported being felt within the walls of Llancaeach Vaur. This spirit is always described as visiting and has only been felt by a handful of mediums. The spirit of King Charles I has on several occasions been noticed by visiting mediums. King Charles I did visit the house where he failed to maintain the support of Edward Pritchard. But Llancaeach Vaur is not the only place where the spirit of King Charles has been felt. The most common place to witness the ghost of the former king is Windsor Castle. It is said that every year on 26th of June, Charles I appears in the canon's house and walks the corridors until dawn. In Windsor, Charles I is not alone. Being built by William the Conqueror in 1066, Windsor has been the home of every king and queen of England and Great Britain for the past thousand years. It is also the burial place for many kings and their queens. So it is no surprise that there are reports of many former royals returning to their beloved castle. The Civil War was a major disruption to everyday life in Britain. Even though it is known to history as the English Civil War, it had consequences in all the four nations of Britain. Llancaeach Vaur demonstrates how the two sides were viewed here in Wales, the different reasons why people supported each side, and also how people lived during this turbulent time in our history. Walking through the rooms and corridors of Llancaeach Vaur feels like you have stepped back in time. Seeing the world and hearing the speech of the time is a wonderful experience. I myself have visited Llancaeach Vaur many times over the years. I am always extremely impressed by the recreation of the times and by the way they have made history come to life. My latest visit was a few years ago now and even though I visited during the early morning, as I approached the front of the house, I looked up to the window and thought I could make out a face staring back at me. At the time I did not think anything of this, as I assumed it was just another visitor. But it wasn't until I reached the front door that I learnt we were the first visitors of the day. The staff were all in the kitchen area or at the front door. 
I was told there wasn't anyone upstairs. Anyone living, that is. Well, whether or not it's my mind playing tricks on me, the human brain is pre-programmed to see human faces, or whether I actually witnessed one of the spirits inside Llankaichwaur, I will never know. But Llankaichwaur is not the only place where the spirits of the Civil War appear. Not too far away at St. Fagans, there have been many reports of Civil War soldiers appearing amongst the trees. A few years ago, there was a photograph taken at St. Fagans, which gained the attention of the national media, as it appeared to show the forearm of a ghostly soldier dressed in a Civil War uniform. There have also been many phantom figures seen by nighttime security staff at St. Fagans, but we go into this in more detail on our St. Fagans ghost tour. The Battle of St. Fagans left its mark on the ground and the surrounding area. However, some battlefields are reported as being haunted only months after the battle had actually occurred. The first major battle of the Civil War was the Battle of Edge Hill in Warwickshire. It was fought on the 23rd of October 1642 and involved nearly 30,000 soldiers. The battle lasted only a few hours and by the end of it thousands of soldiers lay dead in the field. The outcome of the battle was a draw as both sides withdrew. However, as the farmers and shepherds returned to the fields, keen to move on with their lives and let those in power sort themselves out, something very strange seems to have happened. By Christmas time, the shepherds had started to hear the sound of drums. They said they heard the groans of dying men all around the field, and as night approached, they saw coming towards them spectral visions of the two armies charging once again into battle. The shepherds, fearing for their lives, ran and hid until dawn when the phantoms vanished. Thinking that this was an omen of some kind, the shepherds contacted the local justice of the peace in order to find some meaning. News of this vision eventually found its way to King Charles I himself, who immediately commissioned a report into it. And it is from this report where we get the details of what was seen all those centuries ago. As the months went by, more and more sightings of the ghostly battle were seen. Some of the survivors were even able to recognize fallen comrades among the phantoms. The report concluded that this was a very bad omen, showing God's displeasure with the outbreak of a civil war. Even today, there are reports of the sounds of cannon fire, the hooves of hundreds of horses, and the screams and cries of dying men. The Civil War left a scar on the land, and those that perished in the many battles still appear from time to time to replay their brutal deaths, a spectral reminder of the gruesome outcome of war and the sorrow of civil wars where families are torn apart due to differing opinions. Hlankaichwaur also reminds us that while we learn about the English Civil War, which did start in London, and it was indeed the English who drew up and signed the death warrant of the King, this was not confined to England. 
King Charles had been born in Scotland and his father had been king there for years before he had inherited the English throne and with England had come the Principality of Wales. As we have learnt, countless people have experienced strange and frightening phenomena in this incredible house, Llancaiach Vaur. It seems that the spirits of Llancaiach are still in residence, living as they would have all those years ago, encouraged to manifest by the staff's recreation of that period of history perhaps. If you have your own stories of ghostly sightings, strange occurrences or are interested in learning more about a specific part of Welsh history then please email us on darkwales at hotmail.com Please be sure to review and share this podcast and follow us Dark Wales Tours on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And also don't forget to visit www.darkwalestours.co.uk for news, information and updates on the physical ghost tours we conduct around St Fagan's National Museum of History and Cardiff Castle. Until next time, Diolchen Vaur. Thank you very much. The Dark Wales Tours podcast is produced and delivered by Matthew Rose and Luke Alcock, owners of Dark Wales Tours. <laughs>